All right. Welcome to Car Thoughts with David, everybody. I've got a, a very special interview today with Andrada Anete, and uh, I hope I got that right, or at least close. Uh, but I just want to welcome you on the show, and thank you for coming on and being a part of the show today. It's a pleasure, David. Thank you for having me. And stop worrying about not pronouncing my name well. I mean, uh, I don't expect English-speaking people to, to get it right. I mean, it's pretty, um, it's pretty weird. You know, the pronunciation is Anite, but it's okay. I mean, I'm used to any sort of, you know, pronunciation of my name. Don't worry about it. We're fine. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, you are the author of the book, uh, The Man, the Moon, and the Casket, as yeah. well as a uh, podcast host for your podcast, which is Impact by Choice. And That's right. also, you've been uh, doing a lot of writing. Uh, that's how I actually discovered uh, your work on LinkedIn as well. Uh, um, you know, you are very much active on there. And then, of course, I'll obviously also on uh, Instagram uh, recently. So um, so tell us a little bit about the book. You know, what uh, what inspired you to write it? What's it uh, kind of what's it about for the listening audience and stuff like that? Thanks for asking. Um, as as I want to start with something else first. I feel kind of a bit guilty. You said that I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. And in the last period, I've been like, you know, a bit laying low um, because I want to, you know, take charge of my next steps to put my business out there, you know, to, to get some outcome from it, so to say. Um, in regards to my book, well, it's, actually a self-development self book in disguise because it's written in the shape of a fiction story but it relates more to the life lessons that I that I learned over the past three to five years but I like to say that it has a huge accent on the last year 2018 most uh, most precisely because I've been interacting with a lot of a lot of coaches and people from different areas, not just coaches, but they were the ones that uh, supported me the most and the ones that actually pushed me to uh, pursue my dream and get out there and take the leap of faith and just do what I love. And what is the book about? That's a very interesting question because there are a few main characters but, uh, you know, in the generally accepted, accepted manner, which is a human shape, you know, but there's also uh, a series of hidden characters, main characters, which are vulnerability, kindness, um, and compassion. So I like to say that this book actually stands as proof of my lessons, as I said, but, but I describe the life of, let's say, the top main character, uh, which is called Arian, who realizes at some point in the day that he turns 35 that the life that his parents have carried um, over the, the past years of his life was not the life that he wanted to lead. So they were the kind of parents that loved the glamour and all that kind of shallow you know, reality, so to say. And so they were throwing parties every night and he would 
come from work and he never had a place of his own, you know, to, to put his head on the pillow. And so um, in the day he turns 35, he just decided, decides that that was it. He wants more than that. He knows that there must be something more out there in the world. And he just packs his bags and leaves home <laughs> without knowing where he's going, <clears throat> what he's going to do next. Sort of how I did when I actually paid and dropped my job. <laughs> <laughs> But on the way, he is uh, pretty fortunate to meet a 82 years old woman, wise woman, who will become his mentor along the way. And he will catch a lot of lessons and learn how to treat people better, how to love them. So it's a pretty touchy story, so to say. And what pushed me, as I said, to write it, as I said, was all this interaction with the coaches that um, I've been talking to in the past year. And I said that in a way I need to highlight their wisdom in, you know, as I said, in some way. So yeah, that's about, that's about the book. What's funny about it is that I wrote it in a week and then I put it out there in less than four weeks. And in three weeks, I organized the local launching for it. And I just woke up in a Sunday morning and I said, I want to have a local book launch, <laughs> which I never considered before that. But it was amazing. And it was the best night of my life, I swear. That is awesome. Yeah. And I, I love that it's, um, you know, kind of a fiction novel, but it's, <laughs> you know, kind of a life story slash self-development slash self-help um, you know, all of these great lessons passed down from, from life coaches and stuff, mm -hmm. all wrapped up in a fiction novel. That is, that's probably my favorite thing about it, actually, was that it was yeah. like, like, you know, I've never seen another book like it that I know of. I've, I've only been getting into the self-development books in the last year myself, so I can't really say that I've read enough to know that that's never happened before. But I personally, out of the 150 I read last year, I definitely, yours was, was one of a kind in, in that regard. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I agree that actually personal development usually go as nonfiction because that's how people perceive it better. You know, they, they want to know real facts about life and what the author ex experienced. So, yeah, don't think that there's something similar there either. I never thought about it before. <laughs> Thanks for bringing this up. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, that was one of the things that really caught me, because when I was reading about, you know, what you were writing about it online, I was like, that sounds really cool. I can't wait <laughs> to get this. <laughs> um, so, Thank yeah. you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, I think that's really important is because you can also hit other demographics of people that might not buy a self-help book. I mean, I literally bought my first self-help book last year. I'd never read one before. I was straight fiction. So I probably would have looked at that and been like, huh, that's got an interesting title and picked it up off the shelf and bought it because I do that periodically. If I see something where it grabs my eye, I just buy it and read it, even if it was 
uh, terrible. Uh, I've read my fair share of terrible fiction books, uh, but um, you know, I'd just grab one. Well, that's only ten bucks. I've wasted ten bucks on less. <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, I think that's really a cool way to kind of like sneak. It's like getting your kids to eat vegetables by calling them something else or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm saying that this book is also you know suitable for children, even if some parents may find it a bit weird because i'm speaking about families in a very open manner and maybe parents are not highlighted in the best manner so to say but well that's that's the line of the story you know but in the end there's no kind of violence in in the book um it's just about life lessons and that's why i'm saying that it's also suitable for children and the language is easy uh, I don't have anything that can be interpret, interpreted in, you know, who knows what manner, you know, besides, um, as I said, besides this approach about parents who love shallow things. But it's like, if you're an open-minded parent, then you will probably understand that it's just a story and it's just to to highlight even more the other um, situations that come up. Oh yeah, and I think that that's a valuable lesson for kids to learn anyway, because even though the parents that you might have might be like picture perfect, like television mm -hmm. parents that do no wrong, um, you still have friends at school or yeah. friends that you meet uh, as a child that, you know, uh, might have parents that are like that and it would help them relate to those situations um i mean my parents actually were together they never got divorced and i want to say when i was in public school i want to say i was maybe one of maybe two or three kids that their parents weren't divorced and remarried so it was kind of hard for me to relate to the kids that were like oh i have to you know this weekend i'm going to go hang out with my dad and i'm like what does that mean uh, you know, my dad works. So, so you know, I, I, I see him on the weekend anyway. So it was kind of weird to me to understand that the father lived in another place when I was a you know young child. So that, that took a while to figure out. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to ask you, did you feel weird about the fact that you, you know, like all the other kids, you didn't have two places to hang out to? Was it, was it weird for you? It was weird, yeah, because, uh, you know, it was different. You know, I was, well, I was always the odd kid out with just about anything. But, um, mm -hmm. but you know, for that as well, yeah, it was kind of unusual because, you know, people were like, oh, yeah, you know, my dad got me this or my mom got me this because, you know, a lot of times the parents will compete for their child's attention. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really have that, you know, so I was, it was kind of odd. I was like, wow, this is kind of weird. You know, they're getting all these things and I'm not, um, you know. And, uh, so yeah, that was definitely unusual, um, as I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a pity to learn that you know you were actually one of the three children that had the parents together in your class. That's that's kind of worrying, to be honest. Yeah, it was. It, like I said, it was unusual because there was just I mean there were so many things that were different um, mm -hmm. about my family and stuff, and uh, you know. So just it was it was kind of hard to fit in with certain things just because I didn't understand, um, you know, where where these other kids were coming from. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
but uh but yeah so i mean anybody who i'll i'll have links for your book in the show uh, description obviously uh, so that people can look it up i highly recommend reading it i loved it um, i'm going to be reading it again very shortly uh, it's on my I, I try and reread them a couple times so in case i miss something um you know i i can absorb that later mm-hmm. um but yeah and then so um as far as your podcast goes, you've been getting a lot of really um, awesome interviews on there. And, you know, uh, what's that been like actually starting your podcast and then starting to actually interview people? Uh, what, what's your perspective on that? Okay, <laughs> you touched some some really delicate points, so to say. <clears throat> um, I started my podcast. Actually, I was pondering for over nine months over this decision. Yeah, since last year in March, actually, I was thinking for the first time to start my podcast, but I wasn't sure on, you know, it was that degree of uncertainty um, about what should I be speaking about or if there would be any people listening to what I put out there. I think that you, at least once, you, you thought about it. And I think that everyone that starts something like a podcast thinks about, Who's going to listen to what I'm putting out there, you know, because it's just like in the beginning, I was thinking to just um, release episodes where I speak about what I believe about thoughts that come to me. And that's one of the pillars of the show right now, because um, I'm trying to put something out there every uh, Tuesday. But if I don't get an idea, I I don't do it just to do it, you know, so like with my post on on linkedin i never post if i don't feel like it so it's just the same with this then um the second pillar of the show is with um insights from my book the one that you just asked me about and for that i have a very special guest uh, on her name rahila khan which came very 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 close to my heart and she read my book like i don't know i think in a few hours and she was like wow what a book you know we need to talk about this and you need to do something to tell people more about your book and that's how this idea came up for the second pillar of the show and the third one is actually with the interviews that you mentioned and i need to say that before starting the podcast uh i had written interview series and those also went pretty well even though you know the linkedin algorithm doesn't put articles out there uh, so they're pretty hard to find for whoever doesn't go to your profile and specifically look for for articles so i have there over 50 interviews from last year but then this this year as I was starting to say, on the 1st of January, I had my first breakdown. So first day of the year, first breakdown. And I felt so weird about myself. The paradox is that in the night between the years, I was thinking, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start this podcast no matter what. And during my breakdown, when I woke up on the 1st of January, I was like, Who's going to listen to this? Why should I be doing this? You know, but after half a day of just feeling sorry for myself and, you know, playing in that misery of my mind, I said, you know what? 
damn it, I'm going to put it out there no matter what. I don't care. And I just recorded a short episode. I think it has seven minutes or something like that. And I just discussed in what's going to be in the show further on with a terrible voice, with a terrible enthusiasm in quotes. Um, But to my surprise, it has... I mean, most people that have listened to later episodes went back to the first episode. And I think that the name is catchy because it's New Year, New Adventure. And actually, that's what podcasting is for me. A new adventure, definitely a new adventure. And it's so worth it because um, unlike the written interviews, you get the chance to get a feeling of of the interaction you have with, with the person that you're speaking to you know and i think that you can confirm this as well because you get the vibe you know you you feel um how that interaction goes and if your guest feels well about you if you feel well about your guest so it's a a vibrational exchange i presume when it comes to podcasts and um despite the fact that i'm labeled as um as an introvert i think that i i enjoy it to the fullest you know because this is one hell of a chance to get in touch with people you never spoke to before and who probably otherwise would not pay any kind of attention to you even though to be honest the people that i choose to interact and bring as guests on my podcast are are people that I interacted with and I feel okay with having them as guests. And when I say interacted with them, I'm not talking about having an offline call or something, but, you know, even from the platform, from LinkedIn, from written comments or whatever, you can get a slight sense of how that person is. And of course, when when the interaction happens, then you you get that certainty if you're wrong or if you're right. But I truly enjoy it. And I'm pretty happy to to say in your show that you're going to be my that you're going to be my guest soon on my show. So it's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I definitely uh, was thrilled to be asked to be on your show. And I mean, it's just, uh, you know somebody we already had a conversation before and we've talked Mm -hmm. and we've interacted through social media and it was just like it was like okay great this is going to be an easy interview because this is someone who i've talked to a lot someone that i know really well and i am you know i'm able to uh, have that that commonality and that um you know easygoingness uh with uh, more so than others that i've been on that i might not have known as well so yeah Yeah, it, it was awesome Plus, we're we're both writers, so we have definitely something more in common. So. Absolutely, yes. It's it's pretty interesting that um, not many times when we meet people, we have such important things in common. For instance, we're both writers, and we're both now podcast hosts. So how cool is that? Exactly, exactly. We can help each other with either one sure. and ask questions and. And yeah. talk about books all day long or whatever <laughs> absolutely yeah so so yeah i mean that's not very common i've not met very many writers and podcast hosts uh, <laughs> uh, through social media uh, before yeah. so absolutely yeah but yeah i mean i think 
I think all of us have that feeling, what you were talking about, that apprehension where you just had like this breakdown where you were like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't, who's going to listen? I had the same thing with my first episode. That's why um, what we discussed before uh, is, you know, I didn't even tell my family, my friends, anybody that I had started a podcast because it's like nobody's going to listen. I'm going to look at this in, in a couple of days and it's going to still be seen as zero and no one's going to yeah. care about my show. Um, and then I'll be like, okay, good. I've, I've done it. I saw that no one wanted to listen and, you know, I'm just not ever going to do it again because obviously it was a bad idea. So I had that same, you know, as I was going up to record my first episode as well. And, you know, once I got over that and I saw people listening, it was just like, holy crap, people want to listen. Wow, yeah. this is cool. So, and I kept doing it and now I'm addicted. <laughs> yeah, I can say that too. And yeah, you said that no one's going to listen to you. And look at you right now. Six months later, you you surpassed 10,000 plays on your podcast. So I'm so happy for you. That's, that's amazing. And I do hope that, you know, I can... Um, I can reach that point at some at some time, you know. Oh, I'm sure you'll. I'm definitely sure you'll get there for sure. Thank um, you. It's just, uh, you know, it's just it took time because the first couple two three months for me was like slow, and then it started jumping up, and then uh, actually now that today's February the first, of course this episode will air tomorrow, but um, I was at 5,900 listens just for the month of January. So my month ended out just sort of 6,000. I know when we talked yesterday, I, said oh. I, was, hoping to, I was hoping to hit 4,000. I got over um, almost 2,000 listens just since I talked to you yesterday. Are you serious? Oh, my God. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Where are you going to? Yeah, I you. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it just it just starts building and then it just starts to avalanche after a while so you'll you'll get there i know you will yeah your shows like i said it's it's very cool and i recommend anybody if you didn't hear us say it before impact by choice definitely give it a listen it's a great show thank you and <laughs> if i may add just before you go into any other episode just go to let's talk about vulnerability and masks and there's where you will find the the most real me, if I can say it like that, you know? I mean, I'm an open book usually, but that very episode strikes to the bottom of my sincerity and openness and honesty and whatever you you want to, you know, call it. So just go there and if, if you enjoy it, um, I hope that you will come back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and actually that actually ties into... Um... You know what I was gonna actually ask you next, which was about um, how do you think uh, vulnerability and and uh, taking off those masks actually helps people in social media and actually being real and honest uh, versus being fake, uh, like so many people are on social media. Ooh, that's very touchy. I mean, it's you know straight on point, right down my alley. Well, I'm going to tell you a short story about that. And the first thing that I want to say is that in March last year, I had my first chance to get a real contact with vulnerability, so to say, in a tangible manner. Because I met a person from LinkedIn in person. She was in Bucharest. I'm from Bucharest, Romania. So she's from Netherlands. Her name is Louise McCauley. 
she came to Bucharest because he uh, she had some event here. I'm not sure what event she had, but the point is that we met and we met on my birthday. And that was absolutely magnificent because we we shared two hours of just stories about our lives and all the, you know, the hardships that women go through and people usually go to, go through. But we never spoke anything about starting, you know, any interview series together or whatever. And she brought me flowers on my birthday. She was adorable, and she paid my she paid for my drink because she said that uh, it's bad luck to pay for your drink on your birthday. And so she was, you know, all that adorable human being. Um, and from there we started talking further on. Well, we've been talking before. But that was just another occasion, you know, to strengthen strengthen our bond. And she calls me one day. She says, you know, I want to put an interview series out there. I'm pretty fond of vulnerability. And I just want to ask you, I didn't have any interview series on my own. Okay. This needs to be noted before she asked me that. But for some reason, she asked me for that. So I want your feedback on the questions that I want to put out, on the format that I want to put out for people. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, just send them, send them over. So she sent, um, she sent the template over. And I was like, in that very moment when I read it, I was like, you know what? I need to be part of this. <clears throat> and I just... Threw the pill to Luis and I asked, you know, boldly with a lot of boldness, Luis, can I be your co-host in this in this particular series? For some reason, I feel the calling that I need to be in the series. And um, she was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's brainstorm on the questions. So we started working on that and um, I... You know, the more we put interviews out there, the more I felt pretty confident on reaching out to people because that was the first exercise for me to get the confidence to reach out to people. And I was like, who am I, you know, to ask people to come give me an interview? But in time, my self-confidence, uh, you know, just just grew over the time and um their their stories you know bring brought so much clarity on how people actually feel because we were touching just um a part of the vulnerability so to say just vulnerability in the workplace and you know there's pretty few people that accept to speak openly about vulnerability especially if their employer is on linkedin as they knew that we were going to publish it on LinkedIn. So it was pretty challenging to, to get interviews on the topic. But that's how my interest for vulnerability started. And then I researched on Brené Brown and, you know, got involved in all these kind of topics around vulnerability along the way. And what I learned from all this process is the fact that actually being vulnerable is a sign of strength. At least that's how I see it. I mean, people are afraid of being vulnerable because they're afraid of being judged, of being labeled, of being um, 
you know, put against the wall, so to say, because they behave in a certain way. And that's where actually my my drive for accepting my own weirdness came, you know, and I also published an article which is called uh, That Weird Look, in which I openly speak about the fact that I just, you know, I, I feel by the end of the article, I say that being a weirdo actually is a blessing. So once you start um, acknowledging the fact that being different is is actually a strength, then you can become vulnerable and then you will not care that much about what people say about you. So in in the episode that I'm speaking about vulnerability, I actually speak to people about how I cried during a coaching session because that person came to me well i i reached out for help but then that person for some reason pushed a few buttons in the means of letting me specifically explain to her not in words but in you know um between the lines so to say that i don't treat myself in the right manner that um, I speak, I speak bad about myself that I put myself down many times. And from there, I just burst into tears. And the entire hour of coaching, I was just crying, you know, while trying to interact with the coach and take notes and reply and just absorb was what she was teaching me. But then at some point she said, you know what, starting today, you're not going to treat yourself that way. And I was like, mm. yes, coach. <laughs> you know, now I can now I can laugh about it. But then the emotions were so intense that I just couldn't help it. But I was, you know, crying. And I'm not afraid of to admit it publicly, you know. And going back to masks, as you also mentioned it, my very first article actually was in called masks. And I speak there about the fact that it's hard for us to accept ourselves. And remember, it was my very first um, article that I put out in August 2017. Um, but there's there's a passage there that I personally like very much. I know it's weird to say as a writer that I love it very much, but I think that it's relatable to most people, is that every evening, uh, like women take off uh, makeup before going to bed, I think that we all face our demons before the unconsciousness of the sleep takes over. And then I say that if you can't admit this, then it means that you're not ready and you're not gonna learn more about yourself and ever, you know? So yeah. That's that's how I feel about vulnerability. And whenever I feel a person putting out cell, um, putting themselves out there, I think that they're they're brave, to be honest, because it's just a boundary that they broke with putting that out there for the other people to see. And I saw a post a few weeks ago, and. Someone said that they were depressed on Christmas Day because she broke up with her boyfriend. And during the entire video, she, 
she was really, you know, kind of try to look happy in the beginning of the video. And then she suddenly changed and she admitted that she's depressed. So that kind of gesture I find to be so brave, especially because I told her in my comment that, do you know what happened when what happens when people actually see you being vulnerable? They fall in love with human nature. That's how I, to be honest, that's how I uh, truly believe about vulnerability. It's just that side of humanity that needs to be relieved, uh, unveiled more. And probably that's why I like to say that people are beautiful, but they don't know it yet. I love that. I love that quote as well <laughs> that you say. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and that's that's really so true because uh, you have to be brave to be the person that goes out there and says, "Look, this is me. This is yeah. this is no no mask. This is who I am." Um, you know, I, I know when I first went on LinkedIn, you know, I was very guarded about some of the stuff I would say. And finally, yeah. somebody told me they're like, hey, you know, don't be, you know, if you're a, a geek or a nerd or you like science fiction or whatever, don't be scared to share that with people. Be yourself. And, exactly. um, you know, it totally changed my outlook on everything. And it changed the responses I got from people, too. A lot of people uh, really gravitated to that. And, and, um, you know, I got a lot of uh, connections and stuff that we have great conversations that I would not have gotten otherwise uh, if I was, you know, not sharing, you know, and embracing uh, the weird things about myself as well. Yeah, you're right. And that, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who still don't use LinkedIn as its um, big capacity, so to say, because they just look at it as a professional platform and that's all. But people who actually get to engage and get to know each other and just learn from, from the others actually have a lot to gain. I mean, in the beginning, I was skeptical myself as well because I said, well, yeah, probably it's just, you know, a resume play, uh, placing spot, just another resume platform. But then to my surprise, once I start you know, just browsing through the newsfeed and see what people were posting, I was shocked. Seriously, I was shocked because I saw that it's that different atmosphere. I mean, it's no Facebook where everybody puts out, you know, pictures of what they at last day or where they went or stuff like that. But it's not that strictly, strictly professional platform either. I mean, people share all kinds of information, even personal information. Seriously, I did share uh, personal information when it came to let's get honest challenge. So the, the point is that if we look beyond the surface, because I think that's what's required in regards to LinkedIn, to just go a bit beyond the surface, then we only have to gain. And that's applicable to our vulnerable side as well. So it's it's been a great journey for me on LinkedIn, and I'm sure that it been it's been for you as well. Because as you said, there's a lot of people that like science fiction, for instance. And if you didn't say it, there may have been a lot of people who uh, didn't didn't have the courage to expose that either, you know. So from one person to another, it's get, it gets transferred and 
we start building tribes, right? Exactly. Exactly. And it's so cool that we attract people with the same vibration and same interests. And we actually learn that we have more things in common that we may believe in the first place. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the thing. You know, you never know um, what someone's really like until you actually have a real conversation with them. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been such an honor to have you. You're such a, a wonderful and amazing person. And I had been wanting to ask you for a while to come on the show. And I was like, oh I was getting bombarded with other interview uh, requests and stuff like that. And I was like, I'll ask her when things calm down a little bit. And finally this week, it was good. I was, And then, of course, you asked me. And I was like, okay, yes, I need. I, <laughs> we're having this conversation. Let me ask you as well while I'm while it's fresh at mind. <laughs> and, um, it's my pleasure to be on your show, um, David. Thank you very much for inviting me. I mean, it's pretty weird for me to be on someone else's show, but you make it so easy. I mean, I definitely feel like we were just having a conversation, and that's absolutely amazing. That's what I like about your show, by the way, too, because the, the concept behind it, just being in your car and recording interviews with someone else it's so original and that's what attracted me to your show in the first place so thank you for having me it's my honor <laughs> oh, awesome yes yeah and and so when uh when people want to reach out about uh getting in touch with you or finding out more i'm gonna have the links uh obviously in the show notes for your book um yeah, what's what's the best way for people to find you online though well like yourself, they can reach out on LinkedIn um, by sending a message or, you know, just um, send a connection request. And otherwise, um, I'm on WorkApp. I'm on my website, which is andradasworld.com. Um, I think that I will soon have a new website for my podcast as well because I, I, sneaked, I sneaked into your website yesterday and I like the way it looks. And I know that it's been built on weeks. So yesterday evening, I started trying it out and see if I like it. And I do like it. And probably I'm going to make a separate website for my my podcast. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm on Instagram with Andrada underline Anite. Then I'm on Facebook with my name, uh, Twitter, pretty much all social media platforms. Uh, what I don't like very much is Snapchat, so don't reach out in there. I mean, I just installed it, and I think that I'm going to uninstall it soon. Uh, but mostly my activity goes on LinkedIn and now on Anchor. Yeah, they can find me on Anchor with my podcast, um, on uh, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts. So just... Uh, Google slash, uh, not slash, um, hashtag impact by choice. It's an original hashtag there. I mean, I searched it on Google before bringing it up. So yeah, <laughs> there shouldn't be anyone else with this hashtag. And by the way, um, just, I just remembered you, we were talking about life without a mask. So I also have this hashtag of mine, which is hashtag life with no mask. Um, so yeah, that's about it where people can reach out to me. So, so pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everywhere. 
it's weird for an introvert, right? But I realized that I'm starting to get more and more in energy from, from the guests that I'm talking with and with the people that I interact with more and more. So I think that I didn't present myself as an introvert today I, at all. <laughs> but I like Absolutely. It. Yes. And uh, uh, a fairly new word that I learned a couple weeks ago, uh, which just came to mind, is um, ambivert, which is a yes. person person who is uh, introverted, but they can be also extroverted uh, when well, the situation demands. So I think that covers us. Well, that's touche, <laughs> David, because that's me, to be honest. And um, the personality types also define that as INFJ. I don't know if you know that personality type. Um, on my website, there's an article called exactly this, INFJ. And there's another one called um, I am, ask me. So these two articles uh, are the ones that actually present myself on a silver plate for the readers to just take all the information and get to know me better. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> and well, my podcast. Absolutely. And definitely listen to her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank and you David. so much. And David. Oh, yes. Well, no, we have to don't forget to, to listen to David's podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much for ha uh, for coming on the show today again. And I My hope pleasure. you have a great day. You too, David. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Have you heard of Arian? If not, you may want to head to Amazon, look for The Man, The Moon, and The Gasket. That's my book. <laughs> I know that you will fall in love with the main character and with the person that pops up on the way in order to help him unveil that adventure, which is called self-development. So, let me know what you think. Thanks!